Welcome to the Skiff Podcast, weekly conversations on global travel trend lines. Today, we will be discussing the momentum behind wellness tourism, a $494 billion industry whose growth is only expected to rise. Most people think health and wellness, they think spas, meditation, and yoga, but it has become so much more. Wellness tourism has evolved into surf retreats, health-conscious hospitality brands, and even gyms like Equinox making their entrance into the hotel world. Gone are the days where travelers look at their time off as a free-for-all, using the age-old, I'm on holiday excuse, as a coat of armor against largely unhealthy and sedentary vacation choices. Four out of five wellness tourists integrate healthful activities and habits into their trips to counteract interrupted routines that affect sleep, diet, and exercise. One in five also takes trips with the intention of making some form of health and wellness the goal of the trip. With us today is Susie Ellis, CEO at Global Wellness Institute and co-director of Spa Finder Wellness 365, which in January released its global spa and wellness trends forecast for 2016. Also here with us is Jason Moskal, Vice President of Lifestyle Brands at Intercontinental Hotels Group, which includes Even Hotels, the company's wellness brand that was an early mover in the hotel industry. Welcome, Susie. Welcome, Jason. Thanks for joining us today. Susie, let's start with the basics of defining what is wellness tourism or the concept of health and wellness in tourism. Well, thank you, Alexandra. I'm happy to be here. Uh, Yes, wellness tourism is something that has become a huge trend, as you mentioned, uh, $494 billion a year and growing faster than travel itself. And uh, we define wellness tourism as travel where a person wants to maintain or improve their health. And what helps a lot of people understand wellness tourism is looking at it as primary or secondary. So there are people that will uh, go on a trip primarily for their health, and they might go to a destination spa, or they might go on an adventure vacation, and the health aspect is primary. On the other hand, there are a lot of people, and the larger percentage go on a secondary uh, wellness travel trip where it's uh, they may be going for business or they're getting married or a family trip and they incorporate some wellness, but it's not the focus. So primary and secondary wellness tourism, but it's a huge trend. Um, when, when I see a, a resort or a product that uses wellness to describe itself, to me, it's usually a signal that I'm going to pay more for it. You know, kind of the whole foods, whole foods effect. Um, I don't think that's necessarily always true anymore. Jason, I know with the Even brand, it isn't geared at the top end. Um, it is much more, I don't know if you'd call it a select service product or not. What was the decision behind kind of coming in in the middle with the Even brand as opposed to tacking on another 60 bucks a night? Yeah, we did quite a bit of uh, consumer research talking with guests as we developed the Even brand. And what we heard is we defined it around four pillars, which is really what defined the right place to bring this brand to market. Um, So when you talked earlier about the wellness trends, really we look at nutrition, fitness, overall well-being, and productivity being the four components of that. And as we talk with guests and consumers and develop the brand, what we really saw is um, 
it really is looking for not a luxury experience necessarily, but more of an upscale select service experience where whether you're traveling for leisure or for business, you've got the opportunity to be on the road and be able to deliver uh, different needs that consumers need at the right price point for them, no matter where they're traveling. And Susie, how have you seen that evolve, you know, from this kind of niche, somewhat luxury product to something that Say a greater class of people can kind of. We've definitely seen that trend, and and, and I love the even brand. And you were really a first mover in this. Uh, Spotfinder did does trends every year, and in 2013 we did healthy hotels, and we're able to feature even because it was right kind of at the beginning when you had announced. And but we are seeing um, more of a. Uh, a, a wider spread of people being able to access wellness. And one example is hot springs. Uh, more people are traveling now. Hot springs is sort of having a renaissance. And oftentimes that's very, very affordable for a lot of people. So there are those kinds of options or even uh, being able to stay at a place and uh, you know call in a, uh, a massage therapist because now there are things like zeal, which is on-demand massage. So you're seeing new developments where people can travel and not have to be at a high price point, which you often are at with, you know, luxury spas. And I guess as well, it can depend on the destination itself, right? Like when I was in, I mentioned to you earlier, when I was in India, I stayed, right. I did um, a three-week ashram in Kerala, and I think it was like $15 a day. And I was definitely not living in luxury, <laughs> um, but it was affordable and it was, it was great and it was a great experience, which sort of also connects me to my next thought, which is when I was doing the ashram stay, and I think in general as well, when you talk about health and wellness, it seems to be a term that's largely associated with women and females. Um, would you say this is true? Do you find that this is still something that people think or do you think that that's changing and men are embracing the idea of health and wellness travel as well? Yeah, I mean, we're seeing both, honestly. And when we, again, in the early goings of putting the even brand together, we took a look at business travelers as one of those. And obviously, men are on the road quite a bit. Um, and having the ability to have a brand that allows you to stay on track when you're traveling during the week, uh, you know, salespeople are on the on the road constantly Monday through Friday. So being able to have a hotel brand where you can stay and whether your focus is fitness or it's nutrition or it's about making sure that after a busy day, you have the right environment to re relax and be productive with what you need to do. We're seeing both men and women um, from a business perspective and even from a leisure perspective as well. Um, as we talk with um, guests that stay in our hotels, very, very strong response from them in terms of really having a brand now that can focus and allow them to focus on their well-being uh, while they're on the road. We're seeing that also uh, clearly, uh, you know, men and women going to uh, you know, traveling and spas and so on. But what's interesting, in some countries, actually there are more men that go and do health vacations than women. For example, in China, this is more the case in Asia. But uh, clearly, uh, you know, I think certainly luxury spas started out with a majority of women. Uh, but that has changed. Even places like Canyon Ranch are oftentimes 50-50 now with men and women. And, uh, and then with all the other new product coming in, and I would imagine with even especially with business travel and so on, uh, men are getting very involved in their health and wellness. I find the, 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 the business traveler proposition to be very interesting in that when I think of traveling for business, I think, okay, 
you know, I, I pack my shoes and my shorts and I'm sure I'm going to jog once on the treadmill, but then I go to that, that business dinner and I'm in no shape to, to jog on the treadmill in the morning. Um, to me, it's a non-traditional kind of wellness environment. What was the, what was the idea behind it? Like, Hey, let's just help people live healthier lives. Or, you know, you did a ton of research. Where, where did that kind of lead you? Yeah. I, I think the biggest insight for us was learning that every consumer and guest is different. And so it's really about wellness on your own terms. So exactly what you were saying about going to that dinner, staying out late, I can't get on the treadmill. Let's make sure that we've got a brand that has different options. So for instance, with our fitness pillar, we've got uh, from a fitness perspective, not only our state-of-the-art gym where you can go down and run on the treadmill, lift weights, but we also have our in-room workout zone, which allows you to have any number of, there, we have 20 videos that are actually featured in our channels where you can play anything from a five minute to 10 to 30 minute video and actually do a workout right in your room. So it's really about flexibility, but it's more than just beyond fitness because sometimes it's about nutrition and food. And when you come in late from a meeting and you want to grab a bite to eat before you go to bed, having nutritious options for yourself. And then most importantly, the, the rest and relaxation and making sure that from a sleep perspective, you can get a good night's sleep because you're on the road for business and you know you've got that important business meeting. You stayed out late the night before having a business dinner. So you want to make sure that you can kind of accomplish more with having a good restful night's sleep as well. So all those elements working together. Our research also shows an increase in stress. I think we all know that personally. And that's really what drives a lot of um, participation in health and wellness. And stress continues to increase and more and more. And the fact that uh, a lot of people don't take their vacation time. And here in the U.S., we don't get a lot of vacation time. So when someone does go away, they really need to have to come back feeling better. And more and more, people are integrating some wellness as part of their business travel because they really can't afford to, uh, you know, have uh, not be sharp for a business meeting. So we're actually seeing people going out and spending a lot of time eating and drinking uh, as something not happening quite as much anymore. And I guess speaking to, to that point, elaborating on it a little bit, in your, your trends forecast that you released this year, one of the new aspects of it was that five of the 10 trends focus on, um, it says startling evolution underway in wellness travel, which seemed to be this hybrid of, of activity and travel, um, like surf retreats. Right. Right. It's, you know, we, um, we covered healthy hotels, you know, a few years ago. And as you mentioned in the beginning, we are more about forecasting. And so some of the things that we're seeing coming up, which I think is really exciting, is how important surfing is becoming. And I would say surfing and paddleboarding uh, to people's uh, vacation uh, selections. Uh, also, we um, are looking at something very unique that's happening called the Adrenaline and Zen Cocktail, a combination of adrenaline adventure and then uh, a strong relaxation combination because that combination allows you to extend the relaxation that you get. Uh, we also have wellness festivals that are happening all over the place and healthy cruising is a trend. Uh, not that there haven't been cr uh, cruises that are healthy and have spas, but this is you know spa suites and specialty cruises with uh, mind, body, spirit focuses, uh, canyon ranches on two, 10 cruise ships and so on. And then 
and also the indigenous travel. People are wanting to experience, like you went to India, and you wanted to experience uh, yoga or Ayurveda. People really like that. And so this year we're focusing on the Temescal, which is from Mexico, but we've also focused on the Turkish hammam and so forth. So a lot of interesting things happening in the wellness travel sector. So there's been a, a movement beyond hotels with wellness concepts to gyms like Equinox opening up, planning to open up their own thing, and I think SoulCycle is planning to do one as well. Um, I think SoulCycle is more occult than anything. But uh, um, uh, do you see more of this kind of overlap of lifestyle, you know, fitness lifestyle brands moving into the hospitality sphere as more of an extension of you know, their brand promise? Yeah, and I think um, the examples you used obviously pertain to fitness specifically, but I think lifestyle is more what we're seeing from an overall trend perspective. Um, you know, again, using even as the example, while fitness is one of the focal points that we have in terms of making sure we're delivering on it, it is really about the overall experience. So I, we definitely see an influx right now on the fitness side of things, but I think as we look at how important food and beverage is um, to the hospitality, and I think more and more brands are looking at how do they integrate with hospitality brands and, and you know, we develop Cork and Kale, which is our uh, food and beverage offering, which really focuses on, again, the balanced meal, um, but understanding that sometimes you want indulgences. Um, I think that also partnerships around productivity are becoming uh, more of popularity, especially in the hospitality industry as well. Going back to that business traveler idea, they're looking for ways. So there's a lot of brands out there that are saying, how can we tie into knowing how important the hotel stay is as part of the business traveler's life um, and ways to integrate there as well. So I, I think it is starting with fitness, but I think we're going to see it across lifestyle uh, integrate more and more in this business. You know, one uh, very recent example, in fact, I think it was just announced yesterday, is that Miraval is now going into the St. Regis in Monarch Beach, California, which is, you know, a big deal. And um, their brand is sort of focused on mindfulness. So I think that's another example, not just from fitness, but so Miraval will be at you know, the St. Regis, but they will probably be in other hotels and resorts as well. So that combination, as you mentioned, with Equinox or, uh, you know, some of the uh, uh, soul cycle type of things, it's, you know, it's, uh, I think we'll see more of it. We've seen Canyon Ranch do that too. Didn't they do something in Miami? Well, that's, they did uh, Canyon, Ranch, Canyon Ranch Living. Oh, and okay. although now that uh, property is called Carolyn. Okay. So, uh, but that's another trend that we're seeing is that the combination of a hotel with residents and a branded spa, because people really like to live in a uh, place where they have all that. In fact, uh, we just moved to Miami a year ago, and we live at the uh, Epic Hotel that has an Exhale Spa. So that's a perfect example. Exhale is, I think, in about 20 different hotels. And I can tell you from experience, it's very nice to be able to go from your place down on Sunday night and have a massage or get your nails done and just come up the elevator and go to bed. So uh, I think it's it's something people want. And you'd even mentioned that in, the, in your trends report about surfing, how people are buying homes by surfing beaches to like extend that as well. I have to say that trend really surprised me because I thought, you know, who's going to surf, you know? I mean, there's few people that surf, but there's so many people that surf. Uh, I think it's... Uh, 
160 countries have surfing. 35% of surfers are women, and now there's even a, uh, a fitness surf set uh, lo uh, locations, 250 places around that are doing uh, exercise on surfboards, special ones that have been uh, created. And one of the things I'm also learning is that surf parks are becoming popular, and that surfing will likely be in the Olympics in 2020. So there will be more, and it's also the paddleboarding that I've done, and more people have done that. Uh, but it's the idea of being outside. Nature is a very important trend people like. And uh, so the combination of going to a place where surfing is an option, not that everyone there is surfing, but it's nice to have it as an option. I'm looking into a surf trip, actually, and I think you mentioned in your your report into Nicaragua. I've heard plenty of people talking about Nicaragua as a surf destination. But one of the other things I'm wondering is what are, within the travel industry, which sectors have been the most responsive to this health and wellness trend? Is it hotels? Is it tours and activities? And which have been the most laggard, I guess, where there's still, you know, room to make improvements? Uh, the last one is airlines. Are you trying to say airline food is about there? No, no, I'm sorry. I mean, after you after you ride on a plane, you need a massage. I always looked at air. I love getting to airports early because I look at them as my time to be really unhealthy. Well, and you know, the airports now, uh, most of them have a spa. They have some kind of a spa um, opportunity. And you know, you're right about the airlines. There were a few early ones that tried to do a little bit massage online and so on, um, didn't catch on as much, although my feeling is that it will come back. There are already some airlines, the you know Middle Eastern ones, Emirates and so on, that are doing a little bit more. They have, for example, in their uh, lounges, they will have a six senses spa, for example. So the airlines are starting to realize that, you know, they're, you know, they, they could do more. But the airports having spas is a help. Yeah, and I think, I mean, we talked how this has grown to almost a $500 billion industry and it's continuing to grow. And I think as health and wellness becomes even more mass of a trend, you're going to see more adoption from all the different, you know, travel organizations. Uh, to your point, you see it started in airports with manicures, then it turned into massages, then it turned into spas. So I think as they see the growth and the opportunity, there's going to be more and more different companies and brands getting in this space and really trying out different things. Um, speaking of growth and opportunity, um, you just opened up a new Even Hotel last night here in New York. Um, what's kind of on the roadmap for Even in the next, you know, 18 months, two years? Yeah, we're real excited about, this is our third Even Hotel, our first in New York City, right on 35th Street. Um, over the next year, we're going to be opening three additional. So we'll have a total of three actually here in New York. We'll have the 35th Street location, 44th Street, as well as one in Brooklyn. Uh, we're also opening up one in Omaha, and then we have a growing pipeline actually uh, in Miami, Phoenix, Texas, so a number of different opportunities over the next year and a half, two years that are growing. So we're, we're really seeing a, a mixture of um, urban markets where people again are traveling for business, they're coming to the city, they want to have the ability to stay on track when they're traveling, uh, but then also some of the kind of out, outdoor sub-markets um, that, again, when they're traveling to um, maybe not the big urban markets, but the smaller markets also having that ability. So we're seeing a lot of excitement from a development perspective with this brand. I heard you say Miami. When are you opening in Miami, Jason? It, it is. It is uh, was signed last year, and we're in the process of developing that now. So the hope is over the next eighteen to twenty-four months, spending construction. So we're excited to be in Miami. Great Fantastic. Market. I mean, that would be the kind of place we'd like to put people who travel, uh, you know, for business to see us. 
because then they would have an experience at your hotel and they're, you know, that's, that's truly being committed to, because even in our office we have massage, we have yoga and so on, but to have uh, people visit and stay at an even hotel, hotel would be right. really perfect. <laughs> so to wrap things up, one of the questions we have is where is wellness and travel going as you look ahead in, you know, a couple of years from now? Um, you know, in, in this industry, I, I equate it to where online banking was just eight years ago. Um, no one ever thought that they would give up their brick and mortar. Um, and the idea of direct banking or online banking was, uh, was far thought. And now you look at it today and nobody walks in a banking center. Everybody's doing it, everything online. I think that health and wellness is at that tipping point where you're going to see, um, you know, it started with, you know, the home and essential oils and now it's expanded to more travel. And I think health and wellness is becoming a primary focus of every aspect of someone's life. And it's really become the 360 degree view of whether you're traveling, whether you're doing business, whether you're doing school, health and wellness is an important part. Balancing stress, balancing the needs of what you need to from a nutrition perspective, a fitness perspective. And I just see it continuing to kind of hit that tipping point and really exploding over the next several years. Well, I agree with Jason. It's uh, becoming part of the definition of travel is that it's to renew yourself and it's part of it. What I see, what we see at Spa Finder Wellness is that there will be um, some segmentation so that because there'll be the expectation that there will be healthy amenities where you go and options. But then people want something unique. And that's why, for example, going to India or or having uh, going to a place that might have a, a a scholar, a hammam, or a certain yoga, or a certain food, uh, then I think that will make it also, just like the brands, hotel brands have uniqueness, I think people will be looking for uniqueness in the wellness space, and uh, that's exciting. Well, thank you for joining us today, Jason and Susie, and um, safe travels back. Great, thank you. Thanks for having us.